Fantasy Sports Primetime on a Tuesday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. The intel is what you need with the Ashton team. To get the intel advantage, visit GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Titans, Preds, and A to Z Sports Primetime. Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. That's what they promised to you. Of course, Two Rivers Ford, the best car dealership in the state of Tennessee. I was actually out at Two Rivers Ford today, and I am going to, uh, looks like I'm going to be a little closer to getting my new vehicle here in just about a month or so, which I'm very excited about. And I'll tell you more about that process and how you can do the same later on. TwoRiversFord.com. DraftKings Sportsbook promo code A2Z Sports is how you get in on all the action in the DraftKings Sportsbook app, like the NBA, college basketball, the NHL, which of course the Preds playing tonight as well, one of the NHL's hottest team. Promo code A2Z Sports is how you can get hot in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So, with all of the uh, with all of the different things that are going to happen this weekend, and of course with no Titans game to watch, we're all going to be watching what's happening in the AFC playoff bracket. Now I'm sure everybody's going to watch all of the NFL playoff games because there's going to be a lot of good ones, and this is the most important time of the football calendar. But there's a lot to kind of go through and look at in terms of the four teams potentially that will travel to Nashville in the second round after this wild card weekend. With all of that said, each of those teams has definitive strengths, but also weaknesses. And so we'll go through those at great length together. But I want to start with your opinion, your Two Rivers Ford take, as a matter of fact. Which potential Titans divisional round opponent poses the greatest threat? So we'll go through them, all right? We'll go through the bottom four seeds that could potentially end up in Nashville, because of course it's the lowest remaining seed that will play their game in Nashville. Cincinnati is the four, Vegas Raiders the five, the New England Patriots are six, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are seven. So, you know, there is some degree of competency. I probably, I think probably consensus would say that the Steelers are the worst of these playoff teams, and frankly, the Steelers are only in. I, I had a great call on the radio show today, great caller on the radio show today, bring this up. Steelers are only in by grace of beating the Titans, and honestly, that's a big reason why the Indianapolis Colts are not in the postseason. So maybe this ends up working to the Titans' advantage if they are somehow able to upset the Kansas City Chiefs on Wild Card Weekend. So to kind of run through those uh, first round games, those wild card weekend games, the Bengals and Raiders will play as the five, as the four and the five. The Bills will host the New England Patriots as the three six game. And of course, the two seven is the Steelers at the Chiefs in Arrowhead. So a lot of interesting ways to kind of go about that and a lot of interesting matchups to talk about. So I want to start with your two rivers Ford take in the comment section potential divisional round opponent poses the greatest threat to the Titans. Let's talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll go through this at length um, momentarily right after I tell you about our friends 
at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business. And in fact, I was just out at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet right after the radio show today. I went out there because I'm getting a new car. I'm very excited. I test drove a couple of options that they have out available, just as you can when you go visit our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Took the 2022 Ford Edge for a spin and the 2022 Ford Explorer. Now, there are a bunch of different options that are available to you when you go visit them in Mount Juliet. And if, in fact, you don't see the exact vehicle that you want on their lot, you can use the Built For You program to get the exact Ford vehicle that you want, the exact color with the exact customizable features that you require. You can do all of this. They will build the Ford for you, and they will deliver it right to your door. It's one of the many reasons why Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. They are the best, I promise you, when you go out and visit them with their non-commissioned sales staff. So, with all that said, which of those teams poses the greatest threat? Uh, For Mike Estes, it's the Bengals. Sean Lutterlow says the Bills. Well, they won't face the Bills, right? That's not an option for them. If uh, if that if if Buffalo beats New England, Buffalo will then play the second lowest remaining seed, right? So that will be. Let me let me pull up the bracket so I can give you specifically the matchups. Uh, I'll look up the NFL playoff bracket right now because Buffalo would not be an option. It would either be New England, who would be Buffalo's first-round opponent, or any of those teams that I mentioned. Buffalo is too high a seed to play the Titans in the first round. That's not something that would take place. So if Buffalo wins, the Patriots would be eliminated, and the the Bills would play a different team. Here's the schedule right now. So if, uh, if Buffalo beats New England, they would play the winner of the Raiders and the Bengals in the first round. Now, if for whatever reason, New England is able to beat Buffalo, then New England, as that sixth seed, would probably play Tennessee. Um, Kansas City is a much longer odds, uh, um, you know, underdog, basically, to reach that divisional round because they would have to go through the Chiefs, but it would not be the Bills. The Bills would play the winner of the Raiders and the Bengals if they were able to make it through. And the Titans would play either the Chiefs, uh, excuse me, either the Steelers or the Patriots if the Patriots were able to pull through that as well. So the Bills are not an option for us at this point. Um, So you kind of look through what's available to you and, and you discuss, you know, all right, so of these four teams, let's go through the strengths and weaknesses. Uh, Captain Evil says Oakland, but of course, he means Las Vegas. Um, I'll take the Pats as Juan Delgado. A rematch would be interesting. So kind of let's let's take a look at these four teams that would potentially be on the docket. Um, at this point, let's start with let's go from the bottom to the top. So the Steelers you lost to, right? But there was a ton of turnovers by the Titans in that game, four to be specific. Steelers don't do anything. I mean, their their kicker is great. Other than that. There's not really a lot about Pittsburgh that scares you. They were able to beat you, in fact, with 168 yards of total offense. Their offense is very, very bad right now. Ben Roethlisberger is a problem, but he's not really even their biggest problem. Their offensive line is no good, and they did have a couple of players on the COVID list against the Ravens 
this weekend. So Steelers don't really threaten you. In fact, that's probably the biggest screw-up of the Titan season is losing to that particular Steelers team. Patriots, Mac Jones may end up being a fantastic quarterback, but he's not quite there yet. He's in a really good spot. He's probably been, and he, uh, he has been, the most consistent and best of the five first-round rookie quarterbacks that have come into play throughout the course of this season. They have a good defense. Their defense is playing lights out, and their running game is to be feared. But if you are able, as a healthy Titans team, as opposed to, I had somebody today call it the hospital Titans, who played in New England a couple of weeks ago, if it is a, uh, if it is a healthy um, Tennessee Titans team against this Patriots team who will uh, play the Bills this weekend, so it's no guarantee that they get through, there's a lot that you look at with the uh, – there's a lot that you look at with the Patriots say, all right, if you get up early on Mac Jones, it's going to be difficult for him to dig his team out of that situation. They'll try and play ball control. They'll try and run the ball. Uh, with a lot of volume. They were able to have, Mac Jones probably had his best passing day of the season against the Tennessee Titans. But again, there were some again turnovers all over the place, four turnovers in that game as well. There's a theme. And uh, with Mac Jones, he was not really under a ton of pressure during that game. New England did well to protect him, and he was able to make some plays down the field. I would not anticipate that being the exact same kind of game should these two teams meet again. Now, the real, the the main threats are Cincinnati and Vegas. Cincinnati, because they can rack up. I mean, Joe Burrow did not start the final uh, game of the regular season for them. They lost to Cleveland in that final game of the regular season, starting, I think it was Brandon Allen at quarterback. Um, but Joe Burrow, in his last two starts in week 16 and 17, threw for nearly a 1,000 yards in those two games. He was incredible. Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon will be healthy and will be back um, at some point during the playoffs. We'll see if he's available this week for Cincinnati. Vegas has a really, really strong pass rush. In fact, they may have the best pass rusher in football this year in Max Crosby, somebody who has not nearly been discussed enough. So there's a lot of different ways that you can look at this. Raiders, uh, Derek Carr and Max Crosby with that pass rush. I think that there are some things to be feared there. I think that Joe Burrow, you can get to him. If you can get to him, that can mitigate the thing that the Bengals do best. But he is also a big problem with that collection of skill position players. Patriots, good defense, good running game. But there are ways that you can basically bury them, for lack of a better term. You're just able to get that early lead and in the Steelers that's not a game that that's not a game the Steelers honestly the Steelers should be the first team out in short order on Saturday when they play the Chiefs this is not a good Steelers team and not a real threat to any of these um, other six teams in the NFL postseason right now so I'll tell you who I believe to be the biggest threat momentarily Um, I'll give you some more answers or let's read some more answers here in just a second Right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook and a fantastic offer that they have for you. DraftKings Sportsbook is the best in the business because they have so many great offers if you want to get in on the action. If you're a first-time customer at DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet $5 on any... Oh, this is an old copy. We don't want this copy. I'll get you the latest. That's not what you want because you want to bet... 
the NFL, not the NBA right now. And I'll tell you how you can bet the NFL. Uh, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, by the way, is DraftKings Sportsbook. And as they count down to Super Bowl 56, you can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. You bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team comes out victorious. All customers can also get in on DraftKings Hammer the Over promotion. These are fun. For every 5,000 bettors who take the over for Saturday night's game, the point total will lower by a half a point. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code A2Z Sports. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's code A to Z Sports this wild card weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. So, with all that being said, which of those four teams is the greatest threat? Karen O'Keefe says we can beat the Steelers, talking about the Titans, we can beat the Steelers if they are if the Titans are healthy. Big Ben is really going to be motivated this week, says Brandon Williams. Yeah, but I mean, motivation is is all well and good, and it's a great storyline, right, Brandon? But I mean, he's just physically so diminished right now, and his offensive line can't protect him. That's the biggest thing with Ben Roethlisberger at this point. He doesn't have the offensive line that can legitimately protect him, and that's causing problems for the Steelers all over the place. It goes much deeper than just Ben. Their defense hasn't been healthy. Um, they do have a good defense when it is healthy. But at this point, if you're talking about potential divisional round po- opponents that pose the greatest threat, Pittsburgh is is a non-factor as far as I'm concerned. Um, that Steelers loss ends up knocking out the Colts as MB. Yeah, we talked about that. That's That's a big one. So you really, even though that doesn't feel great to lose that game the way that you did against Pittsburgh, it ends up working to your benefit because the thing that you'd rather do is keep the Colts out of the playoffs. Uh, Xavier uh, Xavier Clemens says Davis Mills over Mac Jones. And that's an interesting conversation because I think that I, Davis Mills, if I recall, I'm going to look this up really quick. I believe Davis Mills with a fourth round draft pick, uh, third round in this 2021 NFL draft. So I don't know how many people would take Davis Mills over, you know, Trey Lance, who we don't really know much about, Justin Fields, who's had an up-and-down season, but that's because the Bears are really awful. Um, Mac Jones has shown limitations, but he's in the best possible landing spot for people that are going to maximize his skill set in the New England Patriots. And then with then with Trevor Lawrence, I mean, it's just, it's just been so bad for him and Zach Wilson uh, with the Jags and the Jets, respectively. I mean, Davis Mills has put together a lot of nice games. There are, again, after having seen him live for the first time and watching a couple of his games in, in preparation for last week. I I don't know I don't know how many of those five guys or I don't know how many of those guys I would take Davis Mills or that I would take Davis Mills over. You know, I don't know from a talent standpoint if he's better than any of them. I do know that he did show some things. They were really effective as far as first uh opening possession touchdown drives. They had done well with that. With that, they were top ten in that throughout the course of the regular season. Um, 
and there's a lot to kind of be desired there because he does he does have some inability he does have some deficiencies as far as reads uh reading defenses uh van jeffrey says buck i think we beat cincinnati titans front three hits home fairly well against their opponents front three what do you mean front three you talk you mean front four you're talking about the defensive front they um, the only time they rush three is in you know basically uh prevent defense situations and that's not pretty common i don't know what you're what you're referencing front three front four yes i would i would say maybe you just uh, use the wrong number there, Van. But yeah, I think that the pass rush, listen, I think the, tit- the Titans would be favored over any of these four teams, right? Over Cincinnati, over Vegas, over the Steelers, and over the Patriots. The Titans, if healthy, would be favored over any of those four teams, particularly if Derrick Henry comes back. But with all that being said, I do. I honestly think it's the Raiders. I think the Raiders are the greatest threat to the Titans right now, should they make the postseason. And I think it's a pretty interesting conversation around Las Vegas right now because I think Derek Carr, Derek Carr has been a pretty solid um, to above average quarterback. And I think the, uh, I think the greatest threat to the Titans at this point, um, if they should make it through the divisional round, I think it has to be Las Vegas. They have battled through so much. They have found ways to overcome. They have put done it with a good defense and a, an above-average passing game. They've got some weapons in Darren Waller. Now, they've looked a lot worse without Henry Ruggs, which is worth noting, and they've had a couple of instances. Nothing is nothing is just horrendous as the Henry Ruggs situation, but they have lost some pieces because of what it's basically what it's like to live in Las Vegas as an NFL player, and it's you got to be careful with that. The greatest threat at this point to the Titans in the divisional round potentially is the Las Vegas Raiders because I think they are the most complete at this point. Now, again, I think that the Titans would be favored over them. I think they would be at least three and a half point favorites if those odds were to open today. Um, I think that Burrow is the most dangerous of the quarterbacks, but again, they struggle to protect him. Now, he's found ways to overcome it, and I think that it's admirable at this point. Um, he's probably thinking 3-4 front, says uh, says MB. Yeah, but it's those aren't even, like, 3-4 fronts aren't, that's not even what football, and and maybe that's just, you know, an outdated way of, uh, of speaking terminology, MB, because defensive coaches don't even call them 3-4 fronts anymore. They're 5-2 fronts at this point because basically we've we've eliminated the outside linebackers as actual linebackers and we just refer to them as edge defenders so maybe I'm nitpicking but it's 5-2 rather than 3-4 at this point in the NFL um TJ Watt is going to win that game by himself says Walt Mack he he well may by the way Kansas City offensive line does not pass protect but TJ Watt I'm trying to think did TJ Watt play in the Chiefs game when they, I mean, they went they went to Arrowhead earlier this year, year and they got smoked. Right, Steelers just had nothing for them. Ben had nothing for them, um, and so they have to they have to at some point score real points as opposed to you know matriculating down the field trying to paper cut people to death, just getting the ball out as quickly as humanly possible. And they can't run block, so that's been an issue for them all season long. But I think the Raiders are probably the greatest threat at this point because they are the most complete team. Mega Man says, if the Raiders get by, the lights will be too bright in the divisional round. Listen, Nashville's not going to be an easy place to play. We know that to be so. 
But what I would say to you, as Karen O'Keefe brings up, it would be interesting to see Marcus Mariota back in Nashville, even if he's just the backup, because they do have packages for him to play on a regular basis. And I think that would be, I mean, that's a media person's dream. In fact, I'm actively rooting for the Raiders to make it here. Um, I don't know. I would love to, I would love to submit a request for Marcus Mariota to the Raiders uh, PR staff. I don't know that it would ever happen um, because they probably don't want him doing radio in an opposing market, especially if there's a playoff game on the line. And Marcus probably wouldn't be much interested in that either. But I'd love to talk to Marcus about what it would be like to come back to Nashville, even if he's on the sidelines for the majority of it, because there's just, there's a real palpable, um, there would be, real palpable energy and emotion about that. Not just for fans, but there would be for the team and for Marcus Mariota as well. I think that'd be a lot of fun, in fact. So let's move on and let's talk about this hiring cycle because another NFL job opening came up today. The question that I want to ask you guys is this in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Which of the NFL job openings, and we'll go through them here in just a second. Well, I'll give them to you now. The Giants, uh, at this point, you have the Broncos, you have the Dolphins, you have the Bears, the Minnesota Vikings, and technically, the Jacksonville Jaguars are available as well. Rick Bisaccia is an interim head coach with the Las Vegas Raiders. Perhaps they will give that job to somebody else. Right now, it's occupied and they're in the playoffs um will nate johnson's will compton will get five sacks against his old team well one will compton is not a edge rusher will compton is not a pass rusher and also will Compton. so will will got cut by the raiders before their most recent game against the chargers he got re-signed the same week and then i talked to him today on the phone he got cut a day, a, again today by the raiders so he actually is supposed to get back to nashville you're in about two in about an hour and a half from now. So unless he gets re-signed by the Raiders, he's not playing in the playoffs or, or re-signed by another playoff team, potentially the Titans, because he's coming back to uh, Nashville tonight. Uh, cut three, well, cut twice and re-signed once all in the span of less than a week. Tough, tough scene for young William. Um, but with all of this said, I think that that team, with or without Will, is the greatest threat. But let's talk about the job cycle. So of six six jobs that are open, Jacksonville included, even though uh, their coach was already fired prior to Black Monday and then today Joe Judge getting fired, David Culley is still up in the air right now. So that could potentially come available in Houston. Giants, Broncos, Dolphins, Bears, Vikings, and Jags. Which of those is the best NFL opening? At this point, let me know, and we'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, that's where you go for your dream address without the stress. Gary Ashton is the best place if you are trying to get the Intel edge and maximize your real estate value. GaryAshton.com is the place that you go for that Intel edge, and you can let everybody else screw around with the same properties and the same information and not maximize their uh, their real estate investment. Whether you're buying a home and looking for the best value, the best home to suit your needs, or if you're in the middle of the seller's market and trying to make sure that you sell for more, you do that with the Intel Advantage at GaryAshton.com. The official real estate agent of the Titans and the Preds 
and A to Z Sports primetime. So, which is the best opening at this point? Um, Adam Cruz says Flores to Denver. I think that I think that Brian Flores, who got wrongly wrongfully fired in Miami, is going to have a great shot. Um, Vikings for Dom Odell. Aubrey Calvin has his ranked. He says Vikings, Bears, Broncos, Dolphins, Jags, and Giants last. That's pretty good. Uh, Joe Gaines says Patriots best job. Belichick quit. Well, that's not true. I don't know what where you're getting your information from there, Joe. Uh, Brian Flores firing is still a joke, says DigiSports. Yeah, it's it's really, really wrong. And, you know, I do think that there's some redeeming elements to the Dolphins, but I'll explain why I would not select the Dolphins as the best or the most attractive opening in the NFL at this point. Puka says Denver feels solid. MB goes with Vikings. Brian Malone says you have the first overall pick just about every year. I assume he's talking about Jacksonville. And, of course, he would be correct. In that regard. Now, I have a picture of Bill O'Brien up there because Bill O'Brien is being interviewed by a couple of different NFL teams to be a head coach again. Jacksonville being one of them, which is laugh out loud funny. But B. French brings up the case for Jacksonville saying, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to say. Well, uh, he says stay, but he means say Jacksonville. And that's a pretty interesting conversation. I There's just... There's so much work to do with that roster, and the general manager's still there. Here's why it's the Vikings, okay? I'll explain to you why. And it would either be the Vikings, and I I mean the Giants are the Giants are just a shit show. They really are. I don't think I can put the Giants in this conversation, even though they have a similar circumstance right now. So let me let me go through these. Let me go through these again. All right. Vikings, Bears, Dolphins, Broncos. Jags and Giants. So that's six openings. Now, what do the uh what do the Jags, Broncos, Dolphins, and uh what do the Jags, Broncos, and Dolphins, the three of those six have in common? Well, what three of those six teams have in common is their their coach was fired, but their general manager was not. The general managers that were fired are in Minnesota, Chicago. And uh, and at this point, um, Minnesota, Chicago, and Jacksonville did not fire their general manager. New York's general manager retired. Joe, uh, Dave Gettleman retired, so he did not get fired, but he did retire. Here's why Minnesota makes the most sense. One, because the Giants are a mess. Even though you, you don't have the general manager still in power, and this is the problem with GMs, right? Chris Greer should not have a job. Chris Greer, who's the Dolphins GM, should have been the one fired. Chris Greer traded Ryan Tannehill away for, I, I can't remember who said this. I wish I could give them proper credit. But Chris Greer traded Ryan Tannehill away for basically a box of sweaty armbands um, to the Tennessee Titans for a fourth-round pick, right? Nothing. Pennies at that point for a franchise quarterback. Chris Greer drafted Tua over Herbert, mistake number 1,000. Put together a roster on offense that just simply cannot compete. Their offensive line is terrible. Their quarterback is not good. Their skill position players have underwhelmed, even though I like Jalen Waddle a lot as a player, but yet that guy still has a job. As long as that guy's still in power and he just won a power struggle with the coach, the next coach that's coming in is inherently going to be at the mercy of Chris Greer, it seems like, because that power struggle was just one. Gettleman did retire, so there is a GM and coach opening in New York. 
maybe if you get the right people in place, that can turn around. But something something about that roster is not good. Um, their defense from 2020 seems like a flash in the pan. Daniel Jones is still going to be the quarterback, which is wild to me. Um, are you sure that was Greer that traded Tannehill, says MB? Yeah, I'm almost certain. Let me look at how long Chris Greer has been the general manager of the Miami Dolphins. Um just to uh, just to double check, uh, because depending on his tenure, now it's funny. It says that he's a uh, that he's an American uh, soccer general manager, which of course he is an uh, a, a the general manager for the Miami Dolphins. He has been in that position since 2016. So yeah, he's been the Miami Dolphins for a minute. Um, Miami Dolphins GM for a minute. Ryan Tannehill was traded here before the 2019 season, so that was Chris Greer that traded him away, um, assuming that the timelines line up, and they do. And, by the way, they paid most of Ryan Tannehill's salary. A good point by Brandon. They paid the vast majority of Ryan Tannehill's salary. I think Ryan Tannehill was playing for you in 2019 for like $7 million. It, honestly, it might not even been as much as $7 million. There was the, the way that that deal was done was crazy to me. So Minnesota is the best answer. One, because their organization is functional. Um, two, because the general manager and the head coach got cleared out. So at least you're not coming in under somebody who's just fired his predecessor in a power struggle. Firing Brian Flores was idiotic. You don't want to go work for that person because he's clearly entrenched in his belief that his inferior roster is, is not being maximized, even though that head coach just won seven straight games after doing something that nobody has done. Um, in the history of the NFL, losing seven straight and then winning seven straight. That's a really, really difficult thing to do, and Brian Flores did it. Now, with uh, with the other opening, Trent Baalke is still in Jacksonville. That is not a situation that you would want to walk into. Chicago, you know, I don't know what to make of Chicago because Justin Fields I like a lot. I think with the right staff around him, and with some help, somebody who drafts well, the Bears have not drafted well, other than Justin Fields in the last couple of years. I think that Minnesota is probably the most, the best roster of any of these right now. Chicago is interesting because Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy both got fired. I think that there is a, that there's a lot about that situation that may be attractive. But again, the Bears, they're just a loser franchise recently. Just I know I know I know Matt Matt Nagy made the playoffs a couple of times. I know he was coach of the year at one point, but there's like a lot of problems with that football team right now, and not a lot of answers in the future. Um, Digi Sports brings up Flores had back to back winning seasons in Miami, and what and his first season was the tank for two a year, right? And he still found ways to make that team competitive at the end. Also with the Dolphins, he was he was he had like a four and two record against Bill Belichick, which if you're the Dolphins head coach. That's great. Come on. Um, so the best opening would be Minnesota at this point from my perspective. Let's wrap things up with a gone viral video and we'll put a bow on tonight's primetime show this way. The question that I want to ask you guys in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, which former NFL player would you most want to see in a broadcast booth? Now, it doesn't have to be television, right? Because Amazon, we're going to talk about a story that Andrew Marchand of the New York, uh, I think it's the New York Post, reported earlier about Amazon getting in on the bidding with an NFL broadcast booth. Which former NFL player would you most want to see 
in a broadcast booth? That's the question that I'm asking you here on A to Z Sports Primetime. We'll talk about it together right after I remind you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac is the best in the business. They've got you covered. Satisfaction guaranteed. Commercially, residentially, for your HVAC problems. If you have any, and if you want to make sure that you don't have any, preventative maintenance is what Brymac Mechanical can offer you. Three locations in Tennessee and in Kentucky. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. So, which former NFL player would you like to see in the broadcast booth? Peyton Scott Bush, Bushart, uh, Bushart, however I pronounce it, Peyton, um, says Andrew Luck, who was on the sidelines last night for the national championship game. My Twitter blew up because I do, uh, unfortunately. Actually, I look more like Andrew Luck than Andrew Luck looks like Andrew Luck right now. He lost a ton of weight. Good for him. He looks happy. He looks incredibly healthy. Um, good for Andrew Luck for doing what he is, and, and basically, you know, he's a full-time dad now, which seems to be very, very happy to him, uh, or make him very, very happy. Gene Gray says he would listen to Mooch, so he's talking about Steve Mariucci and Rich Eisen call games all day. That's an interesting combination, but, you know, I, that we've seen them do that before. I need something new. I need something fresh. I don't need I don't need Rich Eisen and Steve Mariucci. That's, we've seen that experience. Digi Sports says the Manning bros, and the, the beauty about what, what, Peyton Manning and Eli have done is they've they basically bent ESPN over and said, yeah, you know, you continue to try and hire, at least Peyton, continue to try and hire Peyton, but he doesn't want to travel. He, doesn't, he wants to do this on his own schedule. They've created this entire thing around the Mannings because the Mannings have the clout to pull something like that off. Um, they don't have to do every game if they don't want to. They don't have to travel. They can do it from the comfort of their living rooms or their, uh, or their basements at their homes with the setup that ESPN has provided to them. So there's no need for them to do all 16 games. It's just as financially feasible. It's going to do great ratings. People are going to watch it. They're going to get great guests. They, uh, they are not a, uh, they are not in a position. They just don't want to do it. And more props to them. Honestly, they've got the power to pull things off. Uh, Keith Harris says Bo Jackson. Um, I'm unfamiliar with with Bo Jackson as as far as broadcasting ability is concerned. Derrickler says Arian Foster, which would be super interesting, but I don't think you could put it on anywhere conventional. Jared Allen or Jay Cutler says Jesse Bailey. Those would both be pretty funny. Drew Hennessy Acosta says Terrell Owens. Anthony, uh, forgive me, is it Ch- Chahan or Chan? I, I for, I, forgive me, Anthony. I, I don't want to butcher your last name. Says, can you reveal to us your favorite team? I know you've stated you are a Titan reporter, but not necessarily a Titan fan. Yeah, um, you're correct. I don't. I don't have a favorite team. Um, I don't have an. I don't have an NFL team. I cover the Titans. They're a lot of fun to cover. By the way, I I'm grateful that I cover a winning football team as opposed to you know being a Jags reporter and not having anything that I'm talking about matter uh, when it gets to January at this point in the season. So I'm I'm grateful that the team that I cover is consistently in the postseason because that's great for me. It's great for business. Um, keeps you guys more interested in football because the football team wins here. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't have an NFL team. Uh, my favorite team, if you're just asking generally about sports, the only team that I root for, like as a fan is Indiana basketball. Um, and they're terrible, which makes me very, very upset. So I, uh, I try not to, I try not to focus in on Indiana basketball as a part of my life. 
too much because they're a four-month headache for me during the basketball season. And uh, and it's really the only time that I feel like a sports fan is when I watch Hoosier, uh, my Hoosiers play and usually struggle. Um, we're just now getting to Big Ten play, and it has been – well, we've been doing Big Ten play for about two, three weeks now. Uh, and it's just um, – it's the worst. I can't stand it. So, no, I don't have an NFL team. Um, I just cover football for a living. Uh, imagine sitting in that Jags press box eight games a year since Jonathan Bobs. That press box leaks and it rains too much in Jacksonville. I'd be miserable. Like imagine being like, oh God, to do, to, to work in Jacksonville or I mean, even like, even like a middling football team, right? Like the Falcons don't seem like they'd be a lot of fun to cover or, um, I mean the lions for God's sakes, that's just a perpetual, a perpetual suffering. It does feel like. What would be another terrible NFL team to cover? The Bears. Actually, the Bears, there's drama, and people are very, very interested in the Bears year-round. So there's a lot there. Uh, Stephen Stephen Kim Sheridan asks me if I'm a Bob Knight fan. I mean, Bob Knight was way before my time. Uh, I think Bob Knight's last championship was in 1987. I wasn't born until 1993, so I don't really, you know. uh, Bobby, Bobby means a lot. I didn't really, you know, I don't really get what the big deal is because he never until recently, right. He never wanted to be around the program. Bobby uh, just seemed like an angry old man that was out of touch. And I, you know, I didn't get why people kept wanting to bring him back. If he didn't want to be there, like, you know, I don't, I don't give a damn about Bob Knight. Bob Knight has no impact on my life whatsoever. Other than he used to win championships with Indiana basketball. Um, he, nobody has won championships with Indiana basketball since then. So, I mean, Bob Knight doesn't really, doesn't really resonate with me, but it was really cool when he finally did come back to celebrate with that last champion. No, it was the undefeated, uh, the undefeated Hoosiers team. I can't remember if that was the 86 uh, championship team. Anyway, they finally got Bobby to come back to assembly hall. And it was, um, it was as moving as anything that I'd seen, even as somebody with no emotional or, or uh, you know, time timeline, uh, timeline attachment to, Bob Knight. That was a really, really cool moment. So I'm glad that older, older fans like that got a, got that, got that experience. And I was grateful to have seen that part of it. Uh, Buck and Will Compton in the booth says, be French, man, we would be a mess. <laughs> we would be, we would be an outright disaster if you put me and, uh, and Will in the booth together. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll do like, uh, Maybe we'll do like a uh, what do you call those those Twitter uh, those Twitter spaces during one of the playoff games this weekend. I think that'd be pretty fun. We could do some. Uh, I'll do some play by play, and Will can do some color commentary in a Twitter space during one of these playoff games. I'll talk to Will about that after he uh, after he gets home tonight and he gets settled in tomorrow. I'll, I'll wait until tomorrow to bother him about it. Um, but no, the person who I want to most see in the booth is Marshawn Lynch, and and uh, reportedly Amazon is getting ready to bring him in. Want to make sure. Everything going good today, Beast? Believe in superstitions? I, I always like to read the program front to back, for whatever reason, before the game. <laughs> you know, by the end of the season, you know where every accountant for the Colts went to college. What right. were yours? Right. What, what was your uh, My superstition was that I needed to have maybe a shot, a shot and a half before every game. Of? Hennessy. What you mean? Uh, I was thinking, yeah, yeah Gatorade. Gatorade. Tore it all. I don't know what Tore I was thinking. Hell no. 
And, and, and there's a bar right there in the locker room in Seattle. Schneider and oh, Pete Carroll. Oh, backpack. Smart. And cake. Marshawn had this devilish look at this cake, and he was going to take a chunk out of it. And we were like, how's this going to play out? He's licking his lips, and he's like, that cake is mine, and he went beast mode on that cake, and it was hilarious. Still got it, baby. I see you won. He was the glue that kind of held the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. Mm. I can't say no. Here's the thing. You get 36 packs. This is a heck of a lot of Skittles, man. It is. You get a whole case. You get the whole brick. And you're also going to get all the flavors. How does your back feel, Marshawn? Yeah. <laughs> I love everything about Marshawn Lynch. Uh, Amazon is reportedly considering making uh, Marshawn Lynch their top NFL analyst. And I swear to you, I would, I would... I would watch everything that Marshawn Lynch does around the NFL until the end of time. And a lot of people would be too. I, uh, I think that Marshawn Lynch has a unique kind of draw. And I think that any of you who said beast mode, I'm right there with you. I would love to see Marshawn Lynch in some kind of broadcast capacity. Uh, Donovan remains says buck must be a Pat McAfee hater. You know, I'm not, I, I really love Pat. I think Pat does a fantastic job. Now here's what I'll say. Like, he has an incredibly popular, um, I don't know if it's technically a radio show. I don't know if it's simulcast on Sirius XM or where it is because he can he can use language that I can't on FCC radio. Um, and he gets fantastic guests. He's done really, really well. He's not tied to any of the networks. He got, he got a ton of money from FanDuel to support what it is that they're doing internally. And he's done it all by, you know, he's, he's made it without Barstool. He was with Barstool for a minute, made it without Barstool. He went to ESPN. He did some college football games. Made it without ESPN. He's been able to rise above ESPN when he didn't get the Monday Night Booth gig. Pat McAfee is one of the... I mean, he he works with WWE. Pat is such a singular talent. Um, And in fact, I saw he used to do stand-up when he was still punting with the Colts. He came to my hometown. He did a stand-up routine um, in Evansville, Indiana. And he went around the whole state. It was really, really funny stuff. So I'm not a Pat hater at all. What I'll say is that I, a lot of people love his show, and I don't necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily for me. Even as I I respect what he's been able to build, and and that's not an indictment of Pat. It's not because I don't like Pat. It's not because I don't like the people that Pat has on his show or or any of his uh, any of his co-hosts, all of his buddies that he's brought along with him. Because that's really cool. It's just you know I've tried to listen to it a couple of times, and it it just something about it doesn't. Doesn't really click for me, but it, I'm, you know, I'm clearly the outlier because Pat's got a tremendous following and he's done really, really well for himself. I cannot say enough good things about Pat McAfee. Um, all right. It's going to do it for tonight's show. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Titans will have one practice this week. They will have it tomorrow and, uh, we'll tell you what went down at practice tomorrow and we'll see if there's any transactions made over the bye week regarding Derrick Henry. We'll continue to uh to cover these things and we'll keep you informed about everything that's happening and if anything changes we can do that 
on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Radio show tomorrow. Going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you're hanging out with us from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. And I will see you guys either on the radio, talk to you on the radio, or see you tomorrow on A to Z Sports Prime Time.